Hello, and welcome to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. Dive. Dive. You're listening to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet, a podcast where three friends explore online communities of the weird and strange phenomena from the deepest depths of the internet. Captain, we've gone too far. Welcome to another episode of 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. I am your captain this week, and uh, joined with me, as always, are my uh, two land lovers, uh, John Carr, say hello. Hi. And Kyle Luck. Yar. I didn't me. say say Yarr. hello. Well, I know you said called me a landlubber, and I, I am a man of the sea. <laughs> yeah, you're still lily livered. I thought you were gonna that say you're true. a man lubber. I'm a land. I'm a man lubber, and I got scurvy. Oh no! I need an injection of vitamin C, men. Break out oh the limes, God. boys, because we're going deep. Uh, we uh, this week we're going to talk about something. I feel like a lot of people are familiar with, but they have uh. A, a pretty big misconception as to what it is and what it is is bronies oh god yeah so i definitely have a misconception I, I know what this is i know what i know what the images are mm-hmm. but i don't know anything about oh uh, yeah we've got mm-hmm. we've got some images and um i hated looking at them so i know you guys are gonna definitely hate looking at well kyle you might be yeah. into it Here's what, here's, here's what I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm gonna say right now. I'm gonna say right now. I'm just, for the record, I'm a gonna proclamation. Get I'm gonna get on the books. I'm gonna make mm-hmm. a sweeping declaration. John's trying to get his cat off the dresser. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drill. Get away from the drill. Get away from the drill. Um, but no, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say, I'm excited. I'm excited, what? and I'm an open book, and I'm ready to have the pages be scrawled upon by bronies. Well, got a if bunch this- of blank pages. If this were something like furries, I would be like, good, that's great. You should have an open mind because furries are definitely misunderstood. Bronies are pretty fucking bad. That's uh, but fine. <clears throat> let's dive in to bronies. Gross. So, um, I guess I usually start these by asking you guys, what... What do you know about bronies, personally, from your first-hand experience? What do you know about bronies? Pretty little. Um, yeah. Pretty little ponies. Pretty little ponies. I mean, uh, so my what, yes. I, what, what I know, what I know uh-huh. is sure. uh, m- people uh, mm-hmm. per- taking on a My Little Pony esque online uh, persona and being sexual with it. Um, is that where we're going? Yeah, there's a little infatuation. There's a little bit of what Kyle said, but the, it started as a, a fandom basically. And I mean, so Brony is obviously it's internet slang that's used to describe, this is like the most neutral definition I could find. Brony is internet slang, uh, an internet slang term used to describe a teenage or adult male fan of the TV cartoon series my little pony colon friendship is magic so it's a very specific version of (laughs) my little pony like season 16 no so there's only been four generations of my little pony only four how many generations of star trek have there been 
Um, like six? Eleven. I don't know. Yeah, probably I'm, like I'm five Star or six. Guy. That's There's what I mean, though. The, so the this OG, is... Uh, fuck, this I don't know why deep... I'm about to go through the history of... <laughs> <laughs> fucking star trek you've got the og then you've got tng then you've got deep space nine yeah deep space i hear is people are coming around on that finally mm-hmm. anyways it doesn't matter to get into that right now well so there's only so well we'll get into my little pony history but basically uh bronies were uh initially seen as like a cult phenomenon outside of the show's traditional demographic of young girls um, the bronies have since grown into a widely recognized fandom subculture and continue to retain their presence and influence on the internet um, and the hub series, which is the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic show, which we'll get into. <clears throat> I'm going to refer to My Little Pony from now on as MLP because that's a fucking mouthful. Yeah. Okay. So, so My Little Pony um, <laughs> was... You just... You well, just I'm said. starting. I know. Okay, <laughs> I'll say it from here moving forward. Okay, MLP. So, there we go. <laughs> has been around since 1981 and was developed by Hasbro as like a toy line. We all understand that, right? Yes. Yep. You've seen those page. toys. I have. With the brushable hair. Yes. yes. With the Barbie hair coming out of the butt. Exactly. So initially, um, MLP fans fan sites um, were. F- pretty few and far between in the early days of the internet most were like angel fire websites oh and God. yeah and like web rings that basically just linked those few sites all together in like a loop so they would have links to the other websites and that right. was kind of that was it um forums at the time were pretty pg <clears throat> and almost exclusively composed of like female fans and mlp conventions which did happen before the bronies came along. I mean, they were really small. They were like 200 or so attendees. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would sell and trade like vintage MLP merch. So nothing crazy. It was like literally the figurines that Hasbro sold and people would trade them or like swap them. That was what was happening in like the 90s probably. But um, we're talking about bronies. So bronies. <laughs> Has bronies. Has bronies. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a triple that's portmanteau. Even a deeper, deeper dive. Yeah. So there was a show in 2010, I think, called My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which was, like I said, the fourth generation um, of the show, sort of rebooted. And it was a Canadian American flash cartoon series produced by Studio B based on Hasbro's My Little Pony franchise. And <laughs> Basically, <laughs> roughly every decade or so, <clears throat> the show or the brand would be like rebooted and then redesigned, and then they would make new toys and they would make a new TV show or whatever. Mm. So, MLP FMI FIM is the oh fourth God. generation by uh, showrunner Lauren Faust and aired in October 2010 on the Hub Network, which isn't around anymore because it was a joint venture between Discovery Channel and Hasbro in an attempt to rebrand Discovery Kids. Okay. From like, from a toy perspective? Yeah, basically to help, Jesus, basically to, (laughs) uh, like this, the MLP Friendship is Magic was like their, uh, their, not Spearhead, what's it called? Like their show that they're trying to promote, right? The pilot. Yeah, 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 sure, whatever. Um, call it the thing that's going (laughs) to launch an entire series yeah so um, shortly after this happened 
uh or the you know the show aired on this new network partnered with a the toy company that owned the show there was an op-ed that was written on a uh, like a an animation website blog called cartoon brew titled the end of the creator driven era of tv animation where it criticized the partnership with a toy company and drew some decent like a decent amount of attention from people who probably weren't fans of mlp to begin with they're not uh, sure why would why would that be because it got a lot of attention. Like the article got passed mm. around the internet. It kind of went viral. People were seeing this article that was pretty heavy handed in its criticism of like, you know, Hasbro and Discovery partnering just to push toys essentially. Yeah. This seems um, like an in- incredibly like cons- uh, capitalist kind of look at this. Is it just to try and sell new things? Sure. Partnering with a television network. Definitely. And, and like their own. Yeah, the the article probably wasn't super off base um, in that respect, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, the end of the creator driven era of TV animation. It's like if you're a new creator, any opportunity to write new material that's decent, who gives a shit where it's going to? Like, we can't escape capitalism, but the so the little the least you could do is make decent content, right? So there mm-hmm. were some people that were like, ah, I don't know about this cartoon brew article, and it got passed around, <clears throat> and a bunch of people saw it, and probably turned them on to uh, MLP Friendship is Magic. <laughs> Friendship wow. is Magic MLP FIM. So um, you know, Brony being a portmanteau of bro and pony. Uh, it was coined on 4chan where a lot of stuff, I mean, similar with Reddit, there's a lot of stuff that comes out of 4chan and Reddit like this. They love yeah. their portmanteaus. Um, and they coined the term after the pilot episode and the, the presence of bronies on 4chan, uh, the cartoon board and the B boards rapidly grew in the following months of 2010 and early 2011 as documented in a series of statistical graphs published by the MLP fan news site Equestria Daily, which we'll get into, uh, which was created January 2011. So all this stuff kind of happened really quickly um, as far as like the the show getting a lot of attention, it getting passed around on 4chan and people kind of taking note of it. And I mean, yep. all within like a year of it, it piloting. This graph is very uh, helpful. Yeah, I know. It's So I just sent them a graph, and it's got a graph of basically like <clears throat> uh, user search queries for My Little Pony, and then it's got, I think that's Rainbow Dash. Oh, my uh, God. Is that, a car- <coughs> is that one of the, the, the primaries there? Yeah, Rainbow Dash is one of the main ones. And then there's like Applejack and... Um, oh, my God. I I'm, can't remember mm, any of those. You ones saying these names is actually flashing me back to some horrible internet things I've seen. Oh, oh no. great. Cool. Well, we'll get there soon Apple enough. Applejack in particular is a triggering word for me now. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, the show aired, like I said, when did I say it aired? In October. So, the same month uh, near when MLP FIM premiered, a few people, like guys who stumbled upon the show via the Cartoon Brew article or were forced to like watch the show with like a daughter or a niece or something, ended up mm-hmm. posting on 4chan boards that the show is actually good. Like they enjoyed the show. Um, hmm, interesting. Good character development. Exactly. Good plot. Yes. Yeah, the plot's solid. You can't knock it. No plot holes. 
plenty of horseshoes <laughs> sure. to go around we love no it. continuity issues no starbucks yeah. cups in the background yeah <laughs> Game of Ponies. So my, the, the, <laughs> the biggest fucking letdown. Game of Ponies. So uh, the Bronies quickly became a little micro community existing on 4chan where they discussed uh, where they would discuss and praise the show for its writing and its animation. Uh, soon others came across the group uh, just from it getting passed around and decided to check out the show to see if it was as good as people were saying it was. And then they started posting about it, and you know the cycle continues. So mm-hmm. um, people, that I makes think, a lot had of sense. yeah, this, people had the, a low expectation of what the show was, and jokingly seeing these posts, were like, "Well, pff, whatever, man, I'm probably not that good," mm-hmm. and then actually enjoyed it. This this actually sounds like what happened with Sonic the Hedgehog and all his friends. Yeah, Sonic Chew. Wait, what? Yeah, it's so another. The, Son- the Sonic verse. Uh, I think we actually touched no on spoilers, a little bit. No spoilers, Kyle. We might be able to do an episode on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, trust me. I I have only a waiting pool, like dip my toe in the waiting pool knowledge on this because we, we actually referenced it a little bit on our other podcast, uh, What's Your Condition? We were talking mm. about the Sonicverse and how this one dude just wanted to bang everybody in the Sonicverse. But the whole, <laughs> the whole <Right>. thing, <laughs> the whole thing is that uh, you can, you can, I, th- I think there's like a website you can pre-generate like what your Sonic first character would be. Oh, interesting. Like, like you can be like, my name's Kyle. You, like you put your information and in, it'll generate like a visual of who you are. Oh yeah. We did the Sonic first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's where you bang people online with that avatar. Yeah. There's, I mean, <laughs> as far as quick jump, as far as I know concerning bronies, that's, that's not really a thing. Like most Yet. of the time they would find a character they really liked and, associate or not associate with it but it was just like their favorite character and they would so buy all the merch it, and dress like them and shit so is it kind of like sex in the city fans when they're like oh, you're such a samantha is it kind of like that you're like oh you're such an apple it seems like it um e- yes and no i mean there are six main characters in uh mlp uh, friendship is magic and uh <laughs> they're like the main ones that, that people really like i'm pretty sure rainbow dash is like a, a fan favorite mm. um but I don't know that it's it's so much like comparing yourself. Like it's not like the four humors thing, which is basically what Sex in the City is, because there's more of them. And I don't know that people were really comparing themselves to these characters. Okay, I think it was more like they were just their favorite characters. There was a okay. lot of okay in the later years. There were a lot of people doing like their OC, like cosplaying as their original content. Sure, or original think, character stuff. I do but think that's not an, much. I do think that's an important dis- distinction, though, because. Because it, as long as it's not so much that you, there are people are identifying themselves via the archetypes, no, it's no, like no, a totally I different ballgame. I didn't get that uh, in all my research uh, that people were sort of uh, assigning the archetype to themselves, really. It's not like a cool. furry. I mean, it is kind of a furry thing again later. <laughs> we'll get to that. But it's not so much that they initially were dressing up in like full furry garb as horses. This is just <laughs> right. like true fandom. Yeah, it was just true fan. They just really liked the show. Um, and so, uh, bronies continued to maintain their presence on 4chan and they contributed to a huge body of fan art and fan fiction, both initially sincere and harmless. Um, but as the fandom grew and sort of shifted, uh, often, you know, shockingly sort of perverse and graphic art was created as well. 
Um, yeah. And so uh, Ashley Ball, who voices the characters of Applejack and Rainbow Dash uh, for this series, uh, said, quote, the pervert alarm definitely went off in my head when I first heard about it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, no. <clears throat> yeah. So there was a lot of interest uh, or a lot of the interest could be kind of chalked up to like a ironic fandom in big quotes. Well, probably not big quotes. It's probably, you know, medium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Medium uh, quotes. Ironic fandom, which, you know, obviously places like 4chan and Reddit love. Um, but users came to find it wasn't as bad as they had, you know, like I said, expected it. It was going to be. So I have a meme I'm going to send you that was like one of the. I don't know if it was one of the original ones, but it was definitely one of the more popular ones. Um, it was something called love and tolerance that got passed around. And I don't know which cool uh, pony this is. That's she tight. looks like the kind of goth pony. Yeah, that's chill as fuck. Oh, but basically <laughs> it's, it's an image of, of a pony and she looks kind of angry and stern. And uh, above the image, it says, I'm going to tolerate and love the shit out of you. To me, that doesn't look angry and stern. It looks determined and compassionate. Yes. sure yeah either of those um but She's so like, this was don't a, you worry i'm gonna tolerate and love the shit out yeah, of yeah, you yeah yeah i'll Fierce, protect you oil yes, yes exactly there yeah you go. definitely that's, that's definitely what it is yeah so this was one of the major uh memes that went got passed around initially and this is kind of i think indicative of what the original fandom was where it was sort of like I said, the ironic fandom of liking something that you're not supposed to like or that you expect it to be worse than it was. And then instead of making memes that sort of tear it down, you're making these memes that are actually kind of positive and like uplifting, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is yeah. so backwards in the world of the internet most of the time. Yeah, as a Supernatural fan, I can definitely identify with this. It wasn't supposed to be good. It wasn't supposed to be enjoyable, but here I am and I'm drinking a, a coffee out of a mug with an angel's face on yeah, it. Yeah, you're invested. I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking in it. So, uh, on February 16th, uh, 2012, uh, the MLP board on 4chan was created after, after pony posting was banned. So 4chan had to ban people from even discussing or posting MLP stuff in just like the B boards, um, because it was so common and mm. it was like annoying regular users who weren't fans of uh, MLP. So they made their own F-I-M. board and oh, sorry. <laughs> FIM. I'm just clarifying. F-I-M. That is, they may not MLP, they may be fans F-I-M. of Friends of the MLP series, just not FIM. Mm. No, it is only FIM. Oh, that's it. Only FIM. This, is, this was all like started MLP, because of the F-I-M. next generation. MLP no. Deep Space Nine. Yes. <laughs> MLP The Wrath of Khan. I, I don't actually. All I, these existed. MLP I, they, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had M- <laughs> Return of the Pony. Um, uh, they uh, Return of the Saddle. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're fuck. I'm done. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. We they I all the previous iterations of My Little Pony had uh uh different uh subtitles to them as well so if you go back i can't remember what the other ones were I mean, but like um, they're just as like saccharine as friendship is magic um why did, why did they have different subtitles i don't know wait wait do you mean i'm sorry do you mean like visually like font N- no in the the show titles 
Like the first generation was oh, My Little oh. Pony colon <laughs> something. I was thinking the closed oh, captioning yeah. was different yeah, or something. No, no, no. I mean, literally the title of the show, the series. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. The subtitle. The actual subtitle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not the subtitles. No, 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 no. Not subs or dubs. Got it. <laughs> So, um, on the pony board, uh, the, one of the first posts stated, uh, that for, that 4chan had, uh, their backs turned to quote, one of the biggest subcultures in 4chan history and that they were again, quote, giving the ponies the home they deserve from day one. Oh my gosh. And this the was ponies. 2012. This is two years after the show aired. I would have made if I was on trying to if I was uh, lighting this candle for this fight. I would have been like, I would have made shirts that say hashtag ponies are homies. That's, That's good. very good. Like that. uh, yeah. yeah. Can, I just, can I quickly say that uh, subs and dubs sounds like an amazing sandwich shop that plays dub reggae, and also gives you an amazing submarine sandwich with and you can you can you can dub it and get double of everything on it. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm surprised and, neither of you added like an anime element in there because that's where that <laughs> oh comes from. Yeah. Nah. yeah. Like Jet Set Radio Future. Or uh, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, I could barely get that out. Evangelion. No, no, no. I could barely get that out. I am not going to so, open up that can of worms right now, but I have a lot okay. to say about that series. We'll get to that. We'll get, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get to that. So moving on, um, Equestria Daily, I mentioned earlier, was uh, created (laughs) by (laughs) a 4chan user. Oh, oh no. uh, I'm just kidding. Was created by a 4chan user after they had become frustrated with the pony ban, the aforementioned pony ban. And it was basically a blog. the pony bin. No, no. That's not a bad. (laughs) That's that's a good place to put them. See, I thought you said the pony banned. Like there's a musical band, man. Like there's Apple a, Jacks on drums. A lot's getting lost in translation in this episode. <laughs> Ban. Yeah, I, think, I, I think it's the internet connection. Yeah, we'll blame it on that. Actually, it could be. I'm not. My Ethernet's not plugged in. I just realized. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so it was basically a blog, uh, where a really basic blog where uh, bronies would discuss. MLP news and dissect plot points and dialogue for meaning. Basically, they were trying to like really tie shit together like it was a Christopher Nolan <laughs> type <laughs> uh, venture. Good. Um, but more <clears throat> importantly, the website hosted links to watch new episodes um, on the internet through like daily motion links because the hub network that it was hosted on wasn't included at the time in everybody's cable package. Okay. So that was a huge, yeah, huge why the fuck. Would it be so? <laughs> yeah, exactly. S- like, uh, like ghetto syndicating it to exactly daily motion okay. every week. They would post like dozens of links to different daily motion videos of the pirated episode so that the fandom could watch it and like still be a part of the fandom and not sort of, you know, f- fall off and, and, and lose a week basically. Mm-hmm. So they also started sharing a lot of fan art that I mentioned, not the bad stuff. And uh, they would also do, they would also start making like original music about the series as well as their own animated video homages that were sometimes in some cases like more sophisticated than the show itself. Like, I can't remember if I saw, this might have been the last week or the last, last episode we did. Episode? Yeah, if oh, they were doing oh, claymation not of MLP. stuff. 
Sorry, I thought you meant. Uh, I thought you were like up to date, like on MLP right now. No, no, I didn't. I went to Equestria Daily, but I was just like, "There's, I can't <laughs> fucking do this." Okay, 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 okay. I might get sucked in. Might become a brony. I don't want you to become a brony. I don't that, either. That might work for your life. You could use a little sparkle. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> I like the way you put that, and. I might actually go browse See, these forums. It's all marketing. It's all marketing <laughs> at the end of the day, isn't it? it I'm really just like, is. Harlan, don't become a brony. I, I want you to find happiness. Don't be a brony. John's like, you could use a little sparkle. And then it's just like, <laughs> you sad Rainbow bastard. Dash is here to save your social life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm Applejack. And I'm here to bust your balls. Jesus oh Christ. God, who the fuck is Applejack? <laughs> How does that Applejack sound prospector? like? I'm Applejack. It sounds like... Uh, <laughs> Dan DeVito on Only Sunny. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I'm the trash man, Applejack. <laughs> Let me get my toe knife. So, oh, so, um, so the art obviously got more competitive uh, because more and more content was being created, which forced creators to make better and better art. Um, and the Brony uh, hub not the network the hub uh like equestria daily gets roughly a hundred this this is from an article that's very old so it might be less than this now okay but at its peak it was getting one hundred seventy-five thousand page views per day up from about twenty thousand from its initial launch mm-hmm. so it really started to blow up and and um there are over 300,000 results that can be found under the search query Friendship is Magic on uh, DeviantArt. Oh, so, wow. Oh, man, yeah. I forgot about that site. I forgot about yeah. DA. Yeah, so people were, were just cranking out um, MLP fan Deviant, art. DeviantArt was a haven for me as a young Dungeons & Dragons player uh, looking for uh, inspiration for characters. Yeah. and um, A lot of fantasy type stuff going on yeah. in there. Yeah. So um, there were also like YouTube users that would post, like I said, their videos and their music and stuff. One YouTuber uh, posted um, 8-bit chiptune anthology of the songs from the show. And the AV Club recently called the trend of mashing up My Little Pony clips with movie trailers a, quote, meme champion. Again, this is from an (laughs) article from, I believe, 2013. Wow. So meme champion is outdated as fuck at this point. The meme champion. Yeah. So cringe. Watch my little pony, they said. Have a good time, they said. Applejack, shut up. Magic. Yeah. Shut up, Applejack. Quiet down. Applejack had way too much whiskey. I'm yeah. here to bust your balls <laughs> with my pickaxe. <laughs> I can see the, the t-shirts now. <laughs> We've created our own uh oc for the future of applejack i'm gonna <laughs> applejack up your face <laughs> i'm gonna apple jackhammer you oh a, god a little pacino more, more uh, <laughs> i'm gonna applejack your face <laughs> so i have a quote here from a 20 year old henry yunt who said quote i believe the fan base for this new generation of mlp is one of the most amazing slash unexpected things to come out of the internet in a long while. Um, who, and so he was the guy that was making mashup, uh, MLP mashup movie trailers. And some of his videos have gotten uh, upwards of 350,000 views on YouTube, which is a lot of money. So good for him. Yep. That'll make you some money. 
so there was also a weird thing which I didn't want to look into because fuck it there's there was just a lot of like little weird things i just kept this from uh i think this is from a wired article i read about it Mm -hmm. and um uh this is where things started to turn a little bit um there's a uh an excerpt from the article to see the dedication one need only take a quick look at a recent series of hitler reacts to videos that show der Fuhrer (laughs) as a dedicated brony infuriated over the removal of several my little pony videos from youtube Is it that clip from that oh, movie? It's, yeah, it's the one that is always redubbed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but yeah. It could have been that. Um, I When I read this, I was like, I wonder if this was around the time that like Elsagate was going on, but I think this was before these videos were starting to get taken down. Most likely, it was, most likely it was Hasbro copyright claiming the use of their material. For sure. Uh, I have these images in my mind of like white dudes <laughs> uh posting something like uh you know you can't take my guns from me or something like that on social media it's a photo of them standing with their guns and to their left is the uh, nazi flag with a swastika on it and then to the right of them a flag as of, opposed to uh, what other nazi flag mm. What do they say? What do they say? Uh, a Nazi flag with the swastika on it, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then to their right, uh, uh, another f- hanging banner of equal width and height of Rainbow Dash. Oh my yeah. god! So like that kind of thing. So that was that was probably in the later years. There were a bunch of articles. There was one article that I saw that was uh, proclaiming the guy they interviewed was the manliest brony um like in general and um general brony yeah general brony (laughs) brigadier general brony (laughs) (laughs) and and he like was talking about how he owned guns and like was like super like uh could weld and like rode motorcycles and shit but he was also a brony and the fucking photo of him ugh, it's i feel like I feel like the manliest brony is like being the tallest corgi. Like it's not saying a lot. Yeah. It's, or it could be saying like, uh, you know, it's like, I, I am, I am that dude. I, I smoke three packs a day. I don't drink water. I only drink bourbon cause has a little water in it. Uh, I, I built my house of my bare hands, but God damn it. I just love TY stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like so, a Facebook shirt waiting to happen. Yep. So this was the photo from the, one of the articles <laughs> I read it talking about how he's the manliest brony, but I, on a, on a quick Google image search, there God, is a manlier gone. brony. Um, mm. and yeah. holy shit. I wouldn't so, want to fuck with this guy. So I've just got this guy a fucking <laughs> oh, max size on my screen right now. Oh, God. I, Why would you I do that to yourself? Do. I don't know what to do with this. So now I got this other guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't want to get too much into trying to describe these two men because um, we'll be here all day. Okay, and no, also, I it d- would probably be pretty mean. <laughs> I do. I know. I know. And I don't I don't want to just come down on people. But yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, I, yeah, you said you started look, this episode by being like, I want to start this with an open I, mind. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. And we all do. But some of these visuals are hard to wrap your brain. It's like it's like seeing a clown in the middle of the night. 
Like, so, what the fuck is going? Why? Out of context. Out, so my yeah, man what? looks like my man right here looks like Jamie from MythBusters, but with mm, yeah, strong. Yeah. He's got the strong man look with the Fu Manchu. Uh, yeah, he could have done. Well, but then the IT guy the wireframe glasses. Yeah, it looks I like he knows his way around a mainframe. He looks like he looks like he knows uh, how to hack into the Matrix. He looks kind of like um, Jamie, like you said from MythBusters, and uh, the character of Cipher from the Matrix. Yes, uh, who just <laughs> wants to go back into the Matrix and look. He and also now ha- he also has his shirt off at what looks like a continental breakfast. Like yeah, in the, there is this at a convention. People yeah. are trying to enjoy their meals. At a day's so, in where people are eating a croissant. The, yeah. The, if you're doing a this at a Brody convention, you need to read the room better. No one wants to see a shirtless sort of like dad strong man. <laughs> he looks like a strong man <laughs> from the 1800s. Jar. Yeah. You got pickle jar you need to open. This man can help you out. Also, you know, one of those that's <laughs> not pictured is the, his lower half. I think he's wearing camo pants. Uh, yeah, and they're, they go above the belly button for sure. Oh, anyway, God. let's move on. Well, hold on, hold on. I need to say one more thing. Sure, sure, sure. What we have not mentioned to the listeners, this person has a tattoo that is all the yeah. colors of the rainbow. That mm-hmm. is their entire right upper arm was that bicep and up into the shoulder, shoulder of a very patient looking pony. And their mane is the color of the rainbow and it is shooting you know, into the left pectoral muscle into this weird cloud divination uh, <laughs> fucking sure, yeah. summoning yeah. circle of Some a sort child of sigil. play it looks game. A like a compass. Almost. Well, you know what it looks yeah. even more like? Do you guys remember the game Life where you had to spin the uh, little spinner? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks exactly like what that, I, where the segmented the, sections of the colored. <laughs> the thing checkers. that I want to point out here is that the line work on this tattoo looks remarkably stable, as in as if the tattoo artist wasn't laughing his ass off the entire mm. time he was giving this tattoo. I mean, if you get this tattoo, you go to a very specific tattoo artist who's into this stuff. You go to yeah. somebody who does like uh, new school, and they're yeah. all about it. Anyway, so um. Uh, some fans said uh, that the show's appeal lied in like the good illustration and the excellent characters who came into the fandom, uh, probably without the initial context of like the ironic fandom that we talked about earlier on 4chan. So, so um, you know, the, the more innocent people probably came into this initially who were like legitimately into the show itself. Right. Um, and many of these new bronies just enjoyed being part of a community separate from the fandom itself you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um so the mlp universe is um also vague enough that it's easy to create your own fanon or fan canon and characters that one could see existing within the universe so this is where sort of the more oc stuff and more of the furry elements of it come Mm -hmm. into play where you are Mm -hmm. associating now with a fictional character that you have sort of dropped into the universe of mlp yeah um and and a lot of this is because the character design was simple enough or was really simple and all based basically around uh the same template like for all the the horse characters sure. so there was very little differentiation making it really easy to create a uh, simple fan art and a lot of it and thus a stronger connection to the mlp universe and its you know community as well so this included merch 
uh, for conventions, which uh, then perpetuate the fandom and spread the brony lifestyle, you know, all across the the world, essentially. Um, good. A lot of... Yeah, good. Great. Perfect. We're already in one pandemic. I guess we missed one a couple of years ago. We gotta get in that pondemic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that one boys. sounds horribly sexual. <laughs> a lot... A lot of the show's genius uh, is to the credit of, I mentioned her earlier, Lauren Faust, who was the showrunner. Um, Faust has a history of handling shows with uh, mass crossover appeal. Uh, prior to working on uh, MLP, Friendship is Magic, Faust was a writer and a storyboard <laughs> artist on the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, which Fuck, was a fucking in, great show. It has yeah. some serious fucking brony energy, though. Oh, definitely. And it's similarly like the uh, art style is very similar to Powerpuff Girls. Mojo Jojo. Uh, yeah, that artist is amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was another show that had uh, appeal way beyond its intended demographic and, and blew up, you know, relatively, I would say. It was pretty popular. Um, so yeah, while absolutely. Faust acknowledges that her work on Powerpuff Girls influenced her creative process and that she intentionally looked to create a show that could be enjoyed by adults, she said uh, she's genuinely surprised about the large number of dedicated brony whom she clearly adores. Quote, this might be a little short-sighted on my part, but I just assumed that any adult man who didn't have a little girl wouldn't even give it a try. The fact that they did and that they were open-minded and cool enough and secure enough in their masculinity to embrace oh. it and love it and go online and talk about it, how much about how much they love it, I'm kind of proud. So, that's sweet. You know? Yeah, that's 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 great. No problem with that. The, the problem <laughs> is I don't think she's fully flipped over the stone where all the worms and bugs are, yeah, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. The internet, In the forest. The, the internet's deep full forest of worms. stone. Yeah. I don't know if we flipped that over fully here. What was yeah. your name again? Lauren Faust. Look, Lauren. We got a lot to... <laughs> Kyle, again, this is a quote from, like, 2013. I think mm -hmm. she knows at this point okay, what the fuck happened. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. Um, my, uh, my, uh, no, that's not how that sentence begins. Most, <laughs> most bronies, uh, show little to no guilt about their fandom, which is really common in the brony community. Um, intentionally or not, uh, they might be, uh, bucking the gender socialization of things considered to be quote, four girls or four boys. Um, which again, this is all great. I fucking love this. This is like one of the good parts of the brony community initially is that like the, the at least the like sincere bronies were like, fuck it. It's pink. I don't give a shit. It's ponies. I like the show. I'm yeah. going to watch the show just because it's not, you know, GI Joe doesn't mean I, I'm not supposed to watch it. That's fucking awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's um, like part of the ethos behind, uh, like, people liking tiki drinks and tropical things like that where it's like you, you know what like the stigma of being a man and wanting things to be bitter and terrible and like hard to yeah, drink like is dr stupid Sometimes drinking coffee black fuck that amazing fruit in my drink and i want sugar and a lot of cream in my coffee yeah that exactly said i actually really really do like black coffee but i love me and my tie you know what yeah I mean? yeah exactly you can walk there's, both sides you, of those lines 
but I, I just I, I I intentionally try to be the anti as far as I just in, it's instilled within me to sure, be the yeah, anti. Yeah. But yeah. I can't help You're but just like a nice yeah. Kyle is so punk as fuck. Nice. <laughs> I'm punk as fuck. I'm tiki as fuck though. I, I love me sure. a, a pink island know. punk. You put you put you put a fucking pina colada in my hand. I'm the happiest little clam. Okay, I love that. Okay, you understand that? Put that on a fucking t-shirt. Listen to me. You hear what I'm saying? Listen to the words out of my mouth. I'm a happy little clam. (laughs) So, so fans would often uh, comment. (laughs) Look, guys, I'm clammy. Hook me up with a fucking heater. Gross. No one wants to be your friend now. God damn. Um, Fans would (laughs) often comment or like send comments to the to to Lauren Faust and other show creators and and people within the show. Things like, uh, quote, I'm a guy and I'm 22 and I love this. Why do I love this? And this was another quote. uh, This weird alchemy that Lauren Faust tapped into when she set out to make the show accessible to kids and their parents hooks into the male geek's reptilian hindbrain and removes a lifetime's behavioral indoctrination against pink. As a person with Asperger's syndrome, I learned more about theory of mind, friendships, and social interactions from this season than I had in the previous 31 years of life. Again, fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Faust unfortunately left the series after the first season. Um, and that I would say is probably a turning point in the show and also the (laughs) brony community. Massive Um, creative differences after one season. Also, how many episodes was the first season? Oh God. Uh, I I can't remember. It it wasn't like what we're used to now where it's like eight or 10. I think it was like a full season's worth of like 22 episodes. No, no, no. Yeah. Harlan, what I'm used to is 23 or 22. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Supernatural. Let me get that across. Okay. Watch a lot of supernatural. We get it. Yeah. We get, you really want to talk about supernatural. I don't, I really don't. (laughs) You bring it up in every conversation that we ever, ever have. Because it's always relevant. It's his best reference point. (laughs) (laughs) So the following episodes after Lauren Faust left the show, um, started to pander to the Brony audience, um, by including, uh, specifically like the love so the love and tolerance meme that was not an official that wasn't official canon that was never a phrase that was uttered on the show until it became a meme and then the writers put it in the show and started to pander to the brony Mm. audience and they would put in other in jokes and references that only bronies would understand so it turned into the sort of this uroboros of the snake eating its tail situation yeah i feel like that's almost insulting to the community like 100 percent. a lot of the original bronies like the people that i just read quotes from like probably weren't really into just the pandering and the self-referential nature that the show turned into. Like they came to look to for original content and what mm-hmm. they ended up getting was in jokes and stupid fucking memes that some asshole on 4chan made. Yeah. Like an echo um, chamber almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's a better ref, uh, metaphor. Whatever. What the fuck are those called? Simile? No, that's not. <laughs> So just, guys, I'm sure I'm sure you're asking yourself, is it a weird sex thing? Yeah, it's I have been. Definitely a weird <laughs> sex thing. Well, yes and no. Um like I mentioned, there ended up being a lot of graphic fan art um and it there is a lot of it that's out there and oh, boy, I want to go to search history attention is to one thing. 
Sure. This guy that you sent us, I'm going to send it again. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> this man. We all have it. <laughs> I know, but for effect. It worked, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I sent it again. <laughs> when this man has sex with somebody. Oh, God. They see the, the art. Mm-hmm. I think you mean when he has sex with a body pillow. Mm. Yeah. That 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 could be that could be it. <laughs> anyway. What was your question? I I totally no blacked out. I was just saying this okay. is definitely a sex thing. <laughs> just Whether imagine. you like it or not, it's a sex thing. Hey guys, mm-hmm. I'm gonna send this guy, this shirtless brony to you again. <laughs> imagine him fucking someone. <laughs> That's exactly what I was trying I'm to do. I'm good. That's what you just walked us through. But <laughs> so, did you imagine it? Unfortunately, yes. Cool. So I, I also I also ended up watching um, a, another really good uh, video essay by uh, YouTube creator Jenny Nicholson, and she does a great job of kind of going through the history and talking about the last BronyCon that happened. Um, so I don't I I don't I'm not a part of the Brony thing. So this is kind of paraphrasing her for anyone that's listening who's like, oh yeah, you think that's right? I didn't get I didn't come up with this. I'm borrowing from someone else who was actually a part of the Brony scene. And she sort of speculated that a lot of the dirty fan art was again just like the interest in the show in the beginning was sort of this ironic uh sincerity right into the show it was probably created in the same way as like oh what if like i drew rainbow dash fucking sexy huh wouldn't that be so edgy Mm -hmm. as opposed to like people wanting to fuck these horses (laughs) yeah um but again once you once you put that out there in the ether you start to trigger other people who maybe they do want to fuck this horse. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so they start making more and more dirty, you know, fan art. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, probably started ironically on 4chan as a way to troll bronies from non-bronies. Um, but it's continued on, which means it's not a stretch to assume that people want to get nasty with these these ponies people want to fuck cartoon horses it's okay you people know want to no fuck ones? cartoons in general yeah that's true pixar is also encouraging that oh yeah dude the mom from incredibles she got a dump truck <laughs> <laughs> um so this is where this is where furry sort of entered the brony scene uh lots of furries became fans of mlp to the point where the majority of bronies were furries and probably had been secretly for some time. Oh dear. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. So horny fan art was pretty hush hush in the early years, uh, especially at conventions. It was sold like under the table in a lot of uh, circumstances. Mm. Um, hey, but a kid. <laughs> yeah, in a fucking trench coat. You want a horny horse photo? <laughs> Just, hey, kid. <laughs> God. But uh, but eventually it was it was like everywhere to the point where like at conventions they had to uh, restrict uh, merchant hours to like late later at night who wanted to sell this <laughs> pony merch. Oh, my God. Or uh, they would just do an age <laughs> after restriction dark. after dark. Yeah. Bronies <laughs> the, after dark. The, w- w- welcome to the red light district of the convention floor. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, so there was a term uh, called clopping, which was oh, again. There's God. so much. There's so much of this community that seems to just be either non-bronies trolling bronies or bronies making memes out of everything. That this was like kind of a tongue-in-cheek term that wasn't like seriously what they would like sincerely call the act of pleasuring yourself to the the dirty fan art. So, um, but it, yeah, clopping is pretty funny. Um, and I'm going to send you now, I have three examples. Okay. Um, so prepare yourself, boys. So here I'm, comes, here's I'm, coming. I'm the, ready. The first one's coming. I shouldn't oh, say no. coming. No, she looks horny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She horn. looks like she got something in her for, eyeball. I don't know what she's... For the, for the listeners, she has a horn. This is why I said she looks horny. Nice. Also, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I have an issue with the ear over yeah, everything. The more I look at it, it looks like a pig's ear you would give to a swollen? dog. Yeah. She needs to go to the doctor. Uh, she that ear, nose, throat, doc- uh, ear, nose, throat doctor. Uh, uh-huh, get that yeah. looked out. So this is another one. This is more in line with the art style. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. She's reading the... Reading the- now, uh, ver- this- she's reading the fucking Marxist manifesto. This looks like uh, some Harry Potter <laughs> shit with the little fucking neck uh, quaff thing, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, is she's that, smart. Is that, but sexy. is that Applejack? No, I can't remember the one with the black hair and the purple and red streak. Um, this one was the one that had the most dirty fan art around mm. them. Maybe because she's like, you know, like the big titty goth girl meme. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's got something it's tied in there. That for sure. Yeah. So this last one, do you guys know what Ahigao is? No. Nope. Okay. So it's a Japanese term, if you didn't guess. Oh, that describes. Yep. I know what it is immediately from seeing the image here. Yeah. That describes basically the, uh, the over-exaggerated facial expressions of pleasure i believe most of the time they're like cross-eyed oh and shit and yeah, they're yeah. always drooling so we've got an ahigao uh pony here you know what harwin i want to say they were this. so much worse than this before <laughs> no i know and I, I applaud you for keeping it to these three images because i know you. how bad this can get there was one with a sex machine in it guys oh I, i'm sorry i had to get it off my chest I, it's it's I literally you, burned in my brain and i had to share it i'm sorry <laughs> when you haunt your own computer <laughs> now it's haunting my own mind guys yeah. guys I want to go on the record mm-hmm. and say that I'm no longer excited to explore this topic. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> well, this is this is it, it. It slows down. We start to see the tail end. This is kind of it got really bad with the dirty fan art, and um, it slowly tapered off. Um, and you know, uh, I'm getting there. Great. Mm, <sighs> God. So in Jenny Nicholson's. Uh, YouTube essay, uh, she put it what I thought was uh, really well um, in just the context of uh, men and fandoms doing this to female characters, right? Um, She said, um, in a broad general sense, men are not socialized to recognize uncomplicated, unsexual fondness for a female character. And their brains start going, can I have sex with it? Mm, Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about, like, it, this is probably not so much in the populations of, of guys 
who live who are educated who live in more metropolitan areas like more shut-in type people who haven't had the social interactions and the life experience to understand that not every woman that smiles at you wants to fuck you Mm -hmm. so then you end up projecting those uh insecurities or the lack of understanding onto something that has given you a lot of understanding in the ideas of friendship and things like that and it sort of gets twisted um so and again if you consider the design of the mlp characters uh with the big anime eyes and Mm -hmm. the very simple design uh you know they probably do want to fuck a horse (laughs) totally Uh for sure or sorry that they don't want to fuck a horse they want to fuck the uh they're attracted to like the yeah anime i cartoon fantasy of you know that they've sort of imprinted on um so we don't need to talk about dirty horse porn anymore <laughs> we're going to talk about BronyCon because uh, this is kind of where uh the sign of the times uh, was very apparent initially there were a lot of like really small conventions probably only, like 30 people in like rural areas and uh they would happen everywhere but the first official event was attended by about 100 people um and featured the founder of rainbow-net and uh Mm. jason Thiessen, the show's supervising director so they actually got somebody from the show uh the second uh BronyCon, and and they started to call it BronyCon because it took place in new york so the n and the y were capitalized BronyCon. Mm. that's nice that's good yeah clever uh was was held on september 24th 2011 which was attended by about 300 people and featured the equestria daily founder the third event was held in january 2012 in new jersey at bronze con and i missed that one (laughs) and it was attended by about 800 people uh by the fourth brony con which happened june 30th uh 2012 uh there were more than 4,000 attendees and a number of the show's production staff members and voice actors including lauren faust herself john delancey and tara strong who were also all voice actors on the show uh during the event there was actually a documentary that was being shot uh that was produced by michael brokoff uh and it was also produced by john delancey um faust and strong as executive producers Damn. Uh, the project was funded with three hundred twenty thousand dollars from kickstarter support now does anybody recognize a- the name john delancey yep yeah, i do sounds familiar yeah so it's actually funny we brought up star trek earlier because he uh initially played a crew member but then went on to play the pretty famous character of q in tng Hmm. That's from the what next I, generation for you plebeians out there. <laughs> from what I understand, <laughs> he's kind of an asshole. Um, so what <laughs> happened was... Fucking roasting this guy right now. <laughs> Delancey, Delancey, not only being a producer, made a cameo in... Uh, or sorry, he made a cameo in season two of friendship is magic uh which led to delancey <laughs> getting asked to appear at brony conventions he oh ended up gosh. producing said documentary and pushed it directly to bronies after allegedly realizing they had cash to burn uh this documentary doesn't really try to explain anything about the culture um it's basically just a bunch of more pandering and in jokes and memes directly targeted at bronies themselves hmm. and 
Jenny Nicholson uh, also stated in, in her video essay, um, and a much better documentary if you really think about it, <laughs> uh, about bronies, that she's met Delancey and uh, he is quite vocal about how much he hates bronies and attending fan conventions. <laughs> wow. So the reason she has met him is because she ended up uh, making a fan animated uh, show where she basically animated. thank you mm-hmm. uh she did basically all the voices for all the characters and it actually got really fucking popular to the point where people in this documentary they make a reference to her show my little pony french friendship is witchcraft was her episode <laughs> oh my god and they make they <clears throat> reference her shit that's how popular it was in this documentary and people were doing like uh music to her uh her iteration so she like was in it she was like in the green rooms at all these convent not all of them but a few of them so Insane. she met delancey and he was like very not about having to do this shit just to get a paycheck um he has also uh, never watched an episode of MLP as of 2013, even though he's sure. in the fucking show. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they also used interviews with bronies from within the fandom as sort of a form of cheap labor to get content for the documentary. I think that in in Jenny's YouTube video, she said that they were going to be compensated on post-release sales. So they only paid them a really small uh amount for the initial interviews and then basically what happened is um the people were ended up streaming the fucking documentary that they released and they i don't think it was the full documentary but uh because bronies were watching it for free and illegally they ended up stopping production on doing with a full documentary look you can't stop the clop you know Oh my god. <laughs> Just saying. So, uh fans uh yeah, we're sharing it Ill- illegally. The showrunners canceled uh any further production. Delancey ended up tweeting, "It's a big deal to us who spent so much time on it. Disappointed and disillusioned, we've shut down production." Okay. So, yeah, so there was a cut that was sold to some distributors including Netflix. Um I don't know if it's still up on Netflix. Um but the end result of the contents of this documentary just infantilized the bronies and stated that bronies were neurodivergent men suffering from Asperger's essentially. Oh my God. Who could, who could only learn about social interaction via cartoons made for children. Um, overall, it wasn't a very flattering depiction of the fandom and a lot of bronies, I assume weren't super stoked on the, the end result. More um, than likely not. Yeah. Considering how much time and energy and money that has been spent on building up the this this verse. Yeah. This you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So uh this is the last little bit we've got here on the Brony Cons. You could obviously buy a bunch of merch, everything from like yeah, shot I'm glasses sure. to fucking commemorable commemorative com- what is that word? Plates? Com- commemorative. commemorative commemorative plates. Uh, uh, but the biggest seller were body pillows. Mm-hmm. So many body pillows. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also plushies. Uh, because of the price tag attached to some of the plushies, as well as the limited supplies, they were viewed as sort of a badge of honor. Um, 
uh, attendees oh, would end up carting around giant three foot plushies during the conventions. Wow. Um, and at a certain point, people who were initially fans became famous either through their the music, the their you know OC music that they were making uh, about the show or the fan art they'd created over the years. And this was what was referred to as being horse famous. Oh my gosh. So people were literally being treated as rock stars at these conventions because horse famous. Yeah, because they were made they made like a funny song about the show. That guy? That guy? He's horse famous. Johnny Two Fingers? Yeah, he's horse famous. (laughs) So right before the end, there was a lot of gatekeeping and pony shaming the old versions of the cartoon for looking like horses and not being sexy. Oh my gosh. Come on. And <clears throat> fans asserting their manliness and how not gay they were for liking My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in 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 the end, the original Brony fans sort of retook the fandom, thanks in large part to the furry community, who were as much a part of the Brony community at this point as they were, you know, just furries. Uh, they were also really integral in running later Brony cons that were massive, thanks to their prior experience putting on furry cons. Um, the yeah, the ingenuity. I know it's crazy. Uh, and the take what you know. Yeah, the worry of being perceived as gay went out the window due to the fact that a large portion, if not the majority, of furries are themselves gay. So it it kind of there was a weird uh couple of peaks in the uh demographic of bronies, which is I think the most fascinating part about uh the brony community. Um. And uh, a lot of the ironic Brony fans uh, or the fans that were just trolling with like, they started posting a bunch of racist and misogynistic shit somewhere in the middle there. Um, they ended up just moving on um, or became disinterested or, you know, joined actual fucking hate groups and they're probably like proud boys and shit now. Oh God. Um, the last Brony con was held in October, August 2019 with over 10,000 attendees, the most attendance Ooh. in BronyCon history. It was wow. devoid of any irony and full of sincere love of the show. The choice to end the con was due to slowly declining attendance rates since 2016 and is considered the death of the fandom by 10, some. 10,000 is no fucking slouch, though, for a weird fucking children's yeah. tv show yeah yeah i mean you have to kind of call it quits at a certain point i feel like if there's not not going to be if you're literally celebrating one season of a show that no longer is really well the show went the on things. for those those yeah, entire nine faust. years lauren faust oh how many years was it sorry <clears throat> My, friendship is magic went on for the entirety the show ended shortly before the last BronyCon was held Oh, so the show lasted for like nine years, right? But the Lauren oh, I thought Faust it was only one season. So that was Lauren Faust. Lauren Faust was the visionary that launched all of this madness, but left after away. the first season. Yeah, and then the show kept going on, and kind of you know yeah. that's where it sort of changed and morphed, and you know yep. became its own weird thing. But um, uh, I want to cite my sources really quick: The Daily Beast, Inside the Bizarre World of Bronies, Adult Male Fans of My Little Pony by Kevin Fallon, Wired, My Little Pony Corral's Unlikely Fanboys Known as Bronies, Angela Watercutter, and Jenny Nicholson's YouTube essay, The Last Brony Con, A Fandom Autopsy. So <clears throat> please drop I, those in the description as well so people can click on those things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is one of those fandoms where it's sort of a bummer 
uh, somewhere in the middle, but it had a happy yeah. ending, I think, at the end. The coolest well, you know, part... A, a weird reclaiming high note. Like, exactly. Like reclamation yeah. high note. Yeah, instead of just, like, letting it die in this, like, ditch somewhere off, like, a turnpike, <laughs> yeah. you know, with a bunch of racist, misogynistic, like homophobic psychos yep. um it's it's really cool and i think that that only would have happened if they had announced we're not doing this again you mm-hmm. know what i mean like yeah, the fact that they're like right. this is the last one i think drew out a Makes lot of worth, the original lot fans more. yeah um but yeah i i think that it's it's super fascinating they're really misunderstood and there's a lot more shit i think the coolest part about like a lot of the brony cons and just bronies in general the good ones <laughs> is that they made everything a meme like in jenny's video she talks about a lot of the memes that would happen in the space like one of the instances was at one of the brony cons one of the light fixtures like caught on fire and the fire department had to come and like put it out and they left and everybody went back (laughs) in and they started chanting um they started chanting a chant about the fucking light being burnt out or something. And so every time, every little thing turned into a meme within the community, which I think just brought them closer together, which is really yep. fucking cool. Like you had yeah. to be there. Like everybody's yeah, inside, exactly. Everybody's inside joke. It was very much an experiential thing, which um, same thing with the smash community, which had his yeah. own. Yeah. Then you get into that. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was bronies. Um, you know, sick uh, we did it we yeah did, nice that was this is one of the ones you were threatening to do for a while so I'm <laughs> threatening glad, uh, yeah <laughs> glad it happened yeah and uh, john delancey can go fuck himself thanks so much for joining us we hope to see you again soon this podcast is a product of bird bar incorporated 